Vaira Sheni. Chapter 6, verse 14, Perik Vav Posik Yudalad. Now, the Psukim are going to now tell you about the lineage where Moshe and Aaron came from. Even though we learned already how Moshe was born, it says that Vayikach Ish Levi is Bas Levi, that Amram married Chavid. But it didn't give it in the order, so what he's going to go, we'll see in the uh, in the Rashi. Rashi is going to explain why he starts. But the Pasik starts, he starts off with Ruven. Pasik Yudalit. Eile Roshe Veis Avoisom. These, meaning the following, are the heads of the father's houses. Meaning, father's houses means the father of, uh, of families. The father was the head of the household. And then he had a household, he had a wife and children. So the following are the head of the households. Bnei Ruven. First it counts the sons of Ruven. Bechor Yisrael. And Rashi has already said that he refers to Ruven of Bechor. Rashi, I believe it's a Vayishlach, after the story with, the, with Bilha, and that, that after that he moved the, his father's bed. So Rashi, the Pasuk immediately calls him, over there, the Torah counts also. The Torah says Bnei Ruvain. The Torah says Ruvain. Torah calls him Bechor Yisrael. Rashi says over there that he still remained the Bechor uh, for Nachala, for inheritance. He remained the Bechor. Rashi says for 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 the other things, but he remained Bechor. And you know, we already discussed you know what he lost to Yosef and what he. We discussed that in Parshas um, in Parshas Vayichi what he gave away to uh, Menashe and Ephraim and to Levi and to Yehuda but still for all practice purposes he remained the Bechor the Pasuk calls him here Bnei Ruvain Bechor Yisrael even we quote the Pasuk from Divra Yomim where it says that he lost the Bechor to Yosef but that doesn't mean that he lost it totally but he just lost it for you know some things but he still the Torah refers to him as we saw before calls him Bechor Yisrael so who was his sons? Chanoich, Ufalu, Chetzrein, Vecharmi. Those were the sons. Now, take a look for a second in the Parsha of Ayigash, who came to Mitzrayim. You'll see the same names. Yeah. So these are the ones that came down, uh, the sons of, of Reuven that came down to Mitzrayim, as counted in Vayigash, in Perik, Memvav, Posek, Tes. Now Rashi says, These following are the heads of the father's houses. Since the Torah had to trace the lineage of the tribe of Levi, I wanted to tell you, Levi, where Moshe and Aaron come from. We know that Bas Levi, but it was also not the Beferish Posik. Uh, we learned it, uh, it says, it doesn't say the name, it doesn't say exactly the lineage, so the Posik needs to. Uh, tell you about how Moshe Ba'arin, who was their lineage, Mishal Moshe Ba'arin, because of Moshe Ba'arin, so he started to uh, trace their lineage as they were born from Reuven, so he's going to go down to Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Lucky that they were from the third tribe, because if Moshe Ba'arin happened to be from, I guess from Benjamin, then he would have told you all the tribes over here, but he starts off from the first of the tribes until he gets to the tribe of Levi. The Rashi says like this, In the Psikta Rabosi, I saw, Lefisha Kintaram Yaakov Avihem Lishmoisha Shvotim Halolu Bishas Moshe. 
because Yaakov rebuked, he criticized these three sons, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, at the time that he was dying. Remember, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, they all got chalakim, they all got portions from Yaakov. Uh, instead of, uh, unlike the other brothers who got the blessings. So they were rebuked. So, so the Pasuk went and traces their lineage by themselves, that they were important. Mirashi already also says, <coughs> although he was Kantaram, but still, he also blessed them by Baruch Hayser, include them also in the blessing. But here the Pasuk mentions, specifically singles out these tribes, and gives their lineage to Yaakov to tell us that what? That they are important. Gives you their, their lineage. Pasuk Tezvav, Ubnei Shimon, and the sons of Shimon, is Yemuel, V'yomin, V'yomin, V'oyhad, V'yochin, V'tzoychar, V'shol ben Aknanis. And Shol, the son of the Kananis, Eile Mishpachis Shimon. These are the families of Shimon. Now the same thing is over there, we already mentioned the uh, same thing in the Pasuk, in Vayigash, in Perek Mavav Pasuk Yud, tells you, and it says exactly over there also, it's Bishol Ben Haknanis over there too. So Rashi over there explained, what does it mean a Bishol Ben Haknanis? Why is she called a Bishol, it's called the Ben Haknanis over there? And Rashi explained that um, she was married to uh, to Shimon, but she was called Ben Haknanis because Nivala because this was talking about Dina. So Shaul really was Ben Dino. He calls her Kananis because she was Nivalola Kanani, because she had a relationship with the Kanani. And then she didn't want to go out until Shimon promised that he's going to marry Dina. And that was uh, Shaul Ben Akanani. So Shimon had other wives, right? Uh, Shimon had other wives. Yemuel, Yomin, Reichad, Yochin, and they were born from another wife that Shimon had. But the Shaul, specifically, was the daughter of the Kranit, was the daughter of Dina. I mean, that's the way Rashi learned. And also, the Rebbe explained the whole Sikha, I think we discussed that, that uh, this is the reason, why does the Pasik say, tell us, as Ben Aknanis, because Shaul was not only related to Yaakov through his father, that he was his, Shimon was his father, but Shaul was also related to uh, to Yaakov through his mother because his mother was Dina um, and then the question becomes also how are we going to fit this in with the opinion that says that all the Shvati married their um, their sisters over there, the twin sisters as Rashi says in that whole discussion but we had already discussed that and we spoke about that in the in the previous in Chomesh Breshis over there in the Parshas Vayichi, where it says Vayisu Oisu Bonav Olei Bnei Bonav Bnei Zknan, and the whole Chidush that the Rebbe learns over there in the Parshas Vayigash, uh, what is the reason the Machlok is between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia over there? But so we're not going to go through this again. But just to mention over here is again calls the pasuk, makes the emphasis again not once like before, but again whenever he mentions Shaul, he mentions right away is Ben Haknani, pasuk Tazayin. The Eila Shmois Bnei Levi, and these are the sons. These are the names of Levi's son, the Sodeisom. So here we have Gershin Kahos Umerori. Now over here, the Torah also tells you not only the Levi's children. 
Gershkos Moroni also tells you Shnei Chaya Levi. Tells you how old Levi was. Sheva Ushloishim Umaz Shana. It was uh, 137 years old. So over here we're counting them. The only other one from the tri- tribes that we have the age we have from Yosef. Yosef says he was 110 years old. In the end of the Parshas of Ayichi, it says that Yosef died when he was 110 years old. But over here, it says Levi's years. So Rashi says, Why did the Torah count Levi's age? To let us know how many days was the enslavement of the Jewish people. For as long as one of the tribes were alive, there was no slavery. Because the Pesach says, in Shemais Alevov, it says, and Yosef and all his brothers died. And then it says, in Pesach says, either a new king, and or not a new king, or it was also asmically there. Yet Levi lived longer than all the brothers. Okay? I see... Uh, how do we know? Rashi says, to tell us how long this slavery was. So, how do we know from the fact that it says that uh, uh, Levi lived for 130, uh, 137 years? Um, so, how do we know how many years the Shibud was? How, many, how do we know? So I see it says here in the Sivsachomim, the Ikhisakhom, it says that Levi was forty-three years old when they entered into Egypt. So it says here that he 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 was forty-three years old. So if he was forty-three years old uh, when he went into Mitzrayim and he lived four hundred and seventeen, he lived four hundred and um uh, he lived for 173 years old. I mean, 137. Levi lived for 137. So you have to take off from 137. And since he he was um, he was um, 43 when he came into Mitzrayim. So how many years did? He lived in Mitzrayim. It's 43, right? It's 43 minus 137. How much is 43 minus 137? It's 94. So there was 94 years. So it means that 94 years... 94 years he lived in Egypt. How, how long did Levi live in Egypt? For 94 years. How many years were the Yidin? Totally 210. But if you take off from the 210, 94. the 94 years that they weren't enslaved because Levi was the was there for the take off the 94 years they weren't enslaved. So how many years you get from 210 minus 94? You have 116. So of the 210 years that the Jews were in Egypt, right? 116 years was the time that they made them work hard. It was 116 it's years. But the thing is, according to this, so by the time Moshe Rabbeinu was born, Moshe Rabbeinu was 80 years 
when they left Mitzrayim, right? So by the time Moshe Rabbeinu was born, right, the Eden were ready for 36 years in Mitzrayim. So it, it means like that the, the like the hard labor that they um, you know like the like the plan of Mitzrayim that said uh, that started way before Moshe Rabbeinu was born. Moshe Rabbeinu was born 36 years. It was only like a couple years. It was only like a really a couple of years. No, but it like was thirty six. It was like only like thirty six years before they were in slavery before Moshe was born, and then they were in slavery for another hundred and sixteen years. No, no, not for another hundred and sixteen years, for another eighty years because, or approximately, because they were Moshe Rabbeinu. They were total slavery hundred and sixteen years after Levi and died. Levi they, died the last one. Like, Levi was hundred and thirty seven years old when he died. Really bad, like work was like only a couple years, not a couple, like thirty six. No, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Really, I don't know. Really I don't know. You said, but the one thing I haven't figured out yet is how do we know that Levi um, was um, was forty three years old when he came to Mitzrayim? That's what I don't know. Um, if you think like this, you figure like this. Um, you know, Le- Levi uh, Levi was born. The third child, I, I don't know if there's anywhere it says Beferish, maybe Rashi will say Beferish somewhere uh, later on. I don't remember Rashi Levi saying that we know. Levi was the third. But we yeah. know that Le- yeah, Levi was born, Levi was born, okay, Levi was born a few years before Yosef, not too much, because Levi, Levi was born a few years before Yosef. Because, because, how do I know? Because after Yosef was born, that's when uh, Pari said, uh, that's when Yaakov said, I had enough, I want to leave. That was six years that he worked for Lovin. Right? He worked for Lovin for six years. And then, um, um, and he said, uh, and, no, so I, in other words, after, after seven years, he made the deal. So Yosef was born um, within the seven years. Uh, couldn't be more than seven years, because uh, he married uh, Rachel and Leah seven years after uh, he was there, and after the next seven years, when uh, Yosef was born, that's when he made the deal with him for um, working another six years with uh, with Lavan. And uh, Yosef was born then, and. Uh, and there needed to be Leah needed to give birth to Ruvain and Shimon and Levi. So there needed to be like you know almost three years or two and a half years, uh, three years. Uh, I guess you know if we should say nine months, maybe it was shorter than that, but at least some time. So he could have been you know maybe about uh, five years older than Yosef or something like that, and. Um, and Yosef, we know, was um, when he came to Mitzrayim. Now we know that when Yosef came, Yosef was thirty-nine years old. Um, you know, um, because Yosef was thirty years when he was a uh, molach, when he was a king. It pasuk says that it was seven years the hunger, and then another two years was the uh, seven years the seva, and then two years the hunger. And then's when they came down. So he was thirty-nine when they all came, and um, 
Uh, since uh, Levi was a few years older than him, so he must have been like uh, like the forty-three. That comes out pretty much pretty close. That's that's the cheshbon. Okay, pasuk yudzayin pnei gershon, the sons of gershon Levi Levi v'shimi lemishpechaisam. So now we're already t- talking about the grandchildren of 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 uh, of, of Levi, because by Shimon we just talked about the children. Now we're talking about Gershon Khosabrari's children. So the sons of Gershon were Libni Vishimi, Lemishpachisim to their families. Now these children of Gershon, Libni Vishimi, were actually born in Mitzrayim because they're not counted amongst there's just a, a, a few of the of the grandchildren that, that, that are mentioned over there. But they were actually born in, in Mitzrayim already, this Libni Vishimi. Kahos, and the same thing goes for the children of Kahos. It was Amram. Yitzharar, Chavrein, and Uziel. So they too are not mentioned anywhere in the passage before. They're not part of those who went into Mitzrayim. So actually, his mother, um, Moshe's mother, was older than his father. Moshe's mother? Moshe's mother was older than his father because Yocheved, Moshe's mother, who was um, who was who married Amram. Um, he was uh, Amr was born in Mitzrayim already. He wasn't, uh, but she Yechavit was born right bein Achaimis. As soon as they came in, they came into Yerushalayim. So she was uh, to Mitzrayim, Yerushalayim to Mitzrayim. So okay, so the sons of Kos were Amram, Yitzchak, Chavir, and Uziel. Also, these were born already in Mitzrayim. They were born in in, in Egypt to uh, to to Kahos. Um then it says, Ushnei Chaye Kahos, and the life of the, the years of the life of Kahos was Shalish Ushleishimu Maas Shana, 133 years. So now again, all of a sudden we have years over here. We don't find it all the time. Now we're talking about years. So it's telling you how long he lived. So Trashi, why is he telling you the years here? Ushnei Chaye Kahos, Ushnei Chaye Amram, and then later on, uh, the Torah is going to tell you how much Amram, how old Amram was. It says that Amram was 137 years. Uh, Kahos learned, uh, lived 133, and his son uh, Amram lived 137. Actually, the 137 is the same number as the um, as uh, Levi lived. Also, he lived 137. One thing I noticed that the number seven always appears. You know, there's always a number seven, right? Seventeen hundred and thirty-seven years, like by, 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 uh, by uh, Sarah and by you know, there's always a number seven. I noticed yeah, there's always. No, yeah, okay, yeah, that's another. Well, the seven days of the week, but I'm talking about age. I noticed there's a lot of times there's the number seven. So Trashi, why is the Torah again telling us? These, these numbers over here, the years of how old Kahos was and how old Amram was. From this calculation, we can learn about the uh, Yidden living 400 years. Because Hashem said to Avram that they will be for 400 years. Uh, so we can learn that when the Torah says 400 years, that the Pasik says, that that's not just in Eretz Mitzrayim. 
the Yidden were not, the Jews were not 400 years in Eretz Mitzrayim. When Hashem says to Abraham that your kids will be enslaved for 400 years, that couldn't be meaning just Mitzrayim alone. It had to be outside of Mitzrayim. From the day that Yitzchak was born, uh, that's when we have 400 years. Why? Because we the Yidden weren't the Mitzrayim, no 400 years. Because Shari Kaos Miyodi Mitzrayim Hoyo. Okay, so um, Levi gave birth to Kahos before, while they were still in, in, in Eretz Canaan, before they went to Mitzrayim. Because it says, how do we know? Because he's counted, because one of the sons of Levi that are counted in the Yerush Mitzrayim, Yerdi Mitzrayim is Kahos, Gersh and Kahos and we counted them over there. So we know that Kahos was there. Okay, and then Chashev Kol Shneisov. So if you count all of his years, how long was Kahos? 100 and. 33 years, right? And then, Ushnais Amram. Throw in also all the years that Amram lived. That's his son. He lived 137. How much is 133 and 137? It's 206, 270 years. So it's 270 years. Okay? And even though, and then, Chashev, and then, Ushmein Yishal Moshe, because Moshe was 80 years old. That was his son, Okay? So you have 270, plus another, thrown another 80 years. So you have 350. You're still not going to have 400 years. Even if we should say that we start the other one's life at the end of this one's life. It's not like that uh, Amram was born when Kahas turned, uh, when he died, when, 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 when he died at 133, that's when uh, all of a sudden, Amram was born, and Moshe wasn't born when Amram uh, when Amram died, which was 137. He wasn't born, so that means that a lot of years are included. So there's not even 350. So there's not so there's not 400 years. So therefore, we have to say when Hashem said to him that they will be slaves in a land that's not theirs, uh, that started with the birth of Yitzchok. Yeah, we have to look up the Mefarsh exactly how this works with the works with, with the uh, years of Yitzchak. We'll go by the Pasukutes. Umenei Merari and the sons of Merari were Machli Umushi. Eile Mishpuches Alevi Lusoldeisom. These are the families of Levi to their generations. Pasukchav. Then the Pasuk says, Vayikach Amram as Yecheved Deidosei. So Amram took his aunt Yecheved. Yecheved, we said already, was the daughter of Levi. Um, even though the Pasik doesn't counter here again when it says Elish Shmois B'nai Levi, the Torah only says the daughters of Levi, but it doesn't say the, um, it says the sons of Levi, it doesn't say the daughters of Levi, but she was a daughter of Levi. Yecheved was the daughter of Levi. So he married Yecheved Degdosi. That was, how was it his aunt? Because it was his father, Amram's father's sister. His father was Kahos, and his father had a sister, which his name was Yecheved. Now again, Yecheved was younger than so Kahos. So Yecheved was the brother of Kahos and Rari? No, Yecheved was the aunt, no. Levi had Kahos and Rari? Le- Le- Levi had three sons, Gershon, Kahos, and Rari. Okay? He also had a daughter, which the Pasuk doesn't say, but he also had a daughter, her name was Yecheved. Now, then Kahos, 
Kahas, which was one of the sons, who had two brothers and one sister, Yechevi was a sister, he went and had a son whose name was Amram. Amram goes and marries his aunt, his father's sister, which is Yechevi. But does Rashi only say any... Let's see. Bateilid loy, always as she gave birth to him, as Adam as Moshe. Again, it doesn't even say here. It's interesting, it doesn't mention Miriam either. It just says Aaron and Moshe. He gave birth to Aaron and Moshe. We already know that Miriam was the sister and she was older together with Aaron. But it says in the Pasik, she gave birth to Aaron and Moshe. Ushnei Chaya Amram Sheva Shleisha Mashona. He lived for 137 years. Now, you know that really. It's interesting again that after the Torah, a person is not allowed to marry his aunt. So after the, the giving of the Torah, this was a prohibition. You marry your niece. Huh? So you marry a niece, but you can't marry an aunt. So no. Oh no. So by the time of Matan Torah, so again, it's it's the Rebbe speaks about the Sicha. So it turns out that Moshe Rabbeinu was born from such a relationship that after Matan Torah it was prohibited, right? Because after Matan Torah, you would not allowed to have such a relationship. It was before Matan Torah. Okay, so but we know that that people kept some people kept the Torah. The obvious kept the Torah before Matan Torah. But over here, it says he married the Dosik. But the Rebbe already explained. There's a sikh about this. The Rebbe, but the Rebbe also explained when the Rebbe was talking about how come the the, the sons of Yaakov married sisters, which was also uh, a prohibited relationships. And the ex- explains that sometimes, uh, after Matan Torah, the Torah talks about all people, so most people, ordinary people cannot handle a relationship from a brother with a, with a sister, or these relationships, or even a brother from the father, that's what they prohibited for everybody. Same thing goes with an aunt. But before Matan Torah, it seems like there were some people that fakert, that there was a, uh, there's a very strong yichud, from uh, like uh, the Rebbe brings, like we find like uh, Zoh and Malchus in the Sviris, there's a Yichud, there's a strong Yichud that takes place between uh, a brother and a sister, maybe perhaps also with, with, with regards to an aunt, that there is something, those if they can handle it. So, in general, they received, they, uh, they observed the Torah, and there was something about it uh, taking care of these in Yonim even before the Torah was given. But it seems like for some people that can handle it under those circumstances, that it wasn't a chisorin, it was a mailah. The Rebbe explains that's why he didn't want his bon of minakananim, that if they were sons of kananim, he didn't want them to carry, because that was a chisorin, being a son of a kananim, to carry his coffin, Yaakov didn't want. But the fact that they, if they were children from Ach v'achois, that didn't bother him. Again, that's a discussion that we discussed in Pashas Vayichi. That's the sister of his father. She was Bas Levi, the daughter of Levi. Achois Kahaz, the sister of Kahaz. So that's uh, why does Rashi have to tell us all this? Uh, it says a Bas Levi, so we know that it's a Chasabuhi. Because she was Bas Levi, Achois Kahaz. But again, that's another. Then, Uvnei Yitzhar, the son of Yitzhar. Now here we'll, 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 we'll encounter, remember this Kairach guy. Korach Lechav, make the fire. He was the son of Yitzhar. So you'll see now in the order, look at the sons. So of the of the sons, who was of the son? We had Gershon, Kahas, and Merori. Amongst Kahas' sons, so Kahas was the middle son, right? But amongst Kahas' four sons, it was Amram, Yitzhar, Hever, and Azil. So Amram gave birth to whom? To, to Aaron, Moshe, and Miriam, right? The next one was Yitzhar. And you're going to see 
that Kairach believed that he was next in line to become a great person because he was the son of Yitzar. So he was Kairach Benefek Vizichri. Then you had Uvnei Uziah. Yitzar was the son of, of Amram. So, I, I mean, son of Kaos. Kaos had four sons, right? Amram, Yitzar, Chavre, and Uziel. So, Amram was the father of Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. Yitzar was the father of Koyrach, Nefeg, and Zichri. Pasuk of Beis, Uvnei Uziel, the third son, was Mishoel, Veltzof, and Vizisri. Then the Pasuk says, Pasuk of Gimel, the Torah tells us who Aaron married. Vayikach Aaron, and Aaron took for a wife as Elisheva, his wife's name was Elisheva, Aaron's wife's name is Elisheva. She was Bas, she was the daughter of Aminodov, Achois Nachshin. She was the sister of Nachshin and the daughter of Aminodov. So, okay, so we'll have the Nachshin and Aminodov, he was the, the leader of the tribe of Yehuda, we'll come across him later on. And he was Nachshin and Aminodov, who, who jumped into the Water, we're going to read about him later on. So, Aaron married Elisheva, who was the daughter of Aminodov, who was the sister of Nachshin. Loyli Ishai took it for a wife. Vatelid Loy, and she gave birth to him. Four sons Aaron had Nodov, as Nodov, as Aviu, and as Elozor, as Isomer. Nodov and Aviu, Elozor, as Isomer. We'll learn. Nodov and Aviu died. Later on, we'll see. Nodov and Aviu died later. married? Did they have any babies? No. Nodov and Aviu died. And then the laws of his summer were the ones that were left over. Bonov and his son were left over to Aaron. The other ones died, as we'll learn later on the story in the Chumash. But if you pay attention now, you can see how they were all these people are going to come into play. Now, why does it tell it to us now, Achais Nachshin, the sister of Nachshin? Basim and Odev is enough. Well, why do we have to say Achais Nachshin? So, Rashi, Mekan, Lamadnu, from here we learn, Hanoise Isha Tzorik Livdek Bacheho. That one who marries a wife needs to check the brothers because that's why the Pasik is saying the sister of Nachshin. If you remember before, Rashi had a whole different shot when it came to Yishmoel. It says there, Achois Nevoyes. Rashi says over there, the reason why it says Achois Nevoyes because she married him. It says because Yishmoel died. When Esau took Achois Nevoyes, Rashi has a whole different shot over there. That she married off, that Yishmael died in that period of time. Yishmael died, and because Nevoyis married off, that's why it's called Hashem Achois Nevoyis. But over here, Rashi has a different shot. Over here, it says Baz Achois Nachshin. Of course, that Achois Nachshin. I mean, Yishmael didn't look so much in the in the family lineage. I mean, Esav. Esav didn't care. Esav married Bosmas uh, Bas Yishmael not because uh, she was any good. Rashi says over there right away, he added an evil woman on top of the other evil woman that he already had from before. Yehudis Basbeli Achiti, we learned, he added another evil woman. So he wasn't going to check in the sisters, to, to the brothers, Achos uh, Nevoyes, to see if Nevoyes was a tzaddik, was a small tzaddik. But from here, when it says Achos Nachshin, and we know, we're going to learn later on, that Nachshin was a great tzaddik, that he was the leader, and he jumped into the... The, to the water, to Kriyas Yamsuf. So here we learn that and that was Aaron specially. Why is the Torah telling us uh, uh, who Aaron married over here, that Aaron's wife? To tell you that Aaron married Elisheva because she was the sister of Nachshim. Pasuk of Dalet, Uvnei Koirach, and then Koirach had sons, their name was Asir Velkono, 
Rabbi Yosef. Elo mishpachos hakorchi. These were the family korchi. Actually, we'll learn about the Bnei Koyrach. It says that they did Shuvah at the end. We'll learn later on the story of Koyrach in, in the portion in, in Bamidbar that the Bnei Koyrach at the end there was a uh, place was set up for them that they weren't in uh, together with the because they said Moshe Emes v'Terasa Emes. So they did partially Shuvah over there, uh, the Bnei Koyrach. So just remember, this is the Asir al Konan Avi Yosef. Then Pesuk Chavhei. Then you had El Ozor ben Aaron. Elazar ben Aaron took Lokach Loi, he took for himself a wife. So Elazar was already who? The son of Aaron. So Aaron, he took himself a wife, Mibnois Putiel. From the sons of Putiel. Who is this Putiel? Again, so this Putiel is, um, is Rashi is going to say, this was Yisrael. Uh, I, although I don't remember, her name was also called Putiel. The seven names Rashi says, Yes, Rashi says Hulu over there. I don't Putiel, know if yes, Putiel is. Rashi is going to tell you why he says Putiel. So he took him for a wife, a tailored lawyer, Pinchas. She gave birth to him, Pinchas. Now, this Pinchas, we're also going to read around about this Pinchas. Pinchas went and killed later on the Pasha's Pinchas. He killed over there. Before the Pasha's Pinchas, at the end over there, he goes and he kills the 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 the, 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 uh, the Nasi of Shimon together with the Midian Renite woman over there. He kills them. And that was Pinchas. And over there, it'll come also up the fact that his lineage, he came from the sons of Putiel, which means that Pilchus' mother was the daughter of what? Of Yisrael. Just like, so he was actually a brother-in-law to, to Moshe, right? Remember, uh, Putiel had seven, Yisrael had seven daughters over there. Sipara was one of them, married Moshe. And if she's, Putiel, if she's a daughter of Putiel, so Eliezer, Aaron's, Aaron, Aaron's son, which is uh, Moshe's uh, nephew, because it's Moshe Rabbein, Moshe's nephew, Eliezer, ended up marrying his sister-in-law, right? Because he took up Putil Elisha, Pinchas, and she gave birth to him, Pinchas. Uh, and Pinchas will come up later on. Like from the tribe, of, like Levi, yeah. pretty bad, you know. Most of them were all good, that's right. This is the head of the fathers of the families of the Levim to their families. So Rashi Taish is Mnei Putiel, who is the Mnei Putiel? So Rashi Mizera Yisroi, this is from the seed of Yisroi, Shepitem Agolim Lavei who stuffed, called Putiel, he used to stuff, Calves for adultery, but we already learned in Rashi that he already separated themselves. Why did the, the, the why did the shepherds chase after her, after his daughters? Who? We learned in Shemais after his daughters. The, why when they went to uh, draw the water, the the shepherds were chasing his daughters, Yisrael's daughters, because they they were they were excommunicated uh, him because he gave up Avodah So, but he was he used to be Pitamagol Avodah now, why would the Torah give him this yichus over here? We know the Torah doesn't want to say anything bad about anybody, right? So why would the Torah tell us Mubnais Putiel, Loy Leisha, right? We just finished saying that uh, Aaron himself married a wife, Achis Nachshin, sister of Nachshin, which was uh, very reputable, make sure nice good brothers, right? Putiel, I don't. Um, he didn't have any brothers over there, so uh, the daughter he didn't have who to look after. 
But what kind of a yichas? Why would the pasuk specifically say putil to give you the yichas of Yisrael as a putil? Because, but maybe this was his mila that the, despite the fact that it's pita magon he was able to turn around. Pita magon means that he did it with a lot of force, and still he was able to turn his life around and to become a very strong uh, convert with the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu and the now the father-in-law from Elozor. And it was very involved, so maybe that's a that's a mila. But the the word patil itself, doesn't seem to be in of itself a mila. Now also the other one is mezera Yosef shepit Also shepit Also the seed of Yosef who defied and fought against his passion, against his yetzerah when he was tempted by Petifa's wife. So uh, how does? Um, the Gemara actually in Baba Basra says, uh, not in Baba Basra, in Sechta Soita Mem Gimel, which is the source of Rashi, that Mizera here doesn't mean that was the child, let's say the daughter. It was my mistake. I said Mizera was the daughter, it's not the daughter. Mizera means from the seed. Uh, the Gemara says over there that uh, they were both true. Uh, in other words, it's not like a Machloikis, the Gemara says. Putiel is a Loshadabim. Mizera uh, Yisra, Rashi says, Umizera Yosef. What it means over there, Rashi says, uh, it doesn't mean a daughter. She was definitely not a uh, brother-in-law. I made a mistake before when I said that it married was a brother-in-law. She's the daughter of Petil. It's a granddaughter. Uh, it's a granddaughter, or it's a, a granddaughter coming from that family. Rashi says over there, uh, it, it's two possibilities. Either uh, Pinchas's mother, right? Pinchas' mother, we're talking about, she was the Benois Putil. So his mother, the Benois Putil. Either this woman's, uh, uh, either this woman's mother's father was from Yosef, from the tribe of Yosef. And then her mother's mother was from Yisrael. And if his uh, mother's mother was Yosef in other words, not the father's mother was Yosef but the mother's mother was Yosef then the father of the mother was from Yisrael so basically uh, there was a man and a wife who got married one of them was from the family of Yisrael and one of them was from the family of Yosef and um we don't know whether the mother was the Yosef or the uh, or the father was the Yosef. But if the mother was the Yosef, then the mother was the from the Israel. If the uh, father was the Yosef, if the mother was from Yosef, then the father was from Israel. And they um, um, and they had a, a daughter, and that daughter became the mother of. Of Pinchas, uh, no, that became the, the wife of of Pinchas. So Elazar uh, um, took it as a wife, and that became Pinchas's mother. So Pinchas, either Pinchas, either Elazar's father-in-law or mother-in-law. One of them was from Yosef, and one of them was from Yisrael, and therefore it made Pinchas a grandson on one side. It made him a grandson of Yosef. And on the other side, they made him a grandson from Yisrael.
Okay, let's finish the Rashi. Pasik Chavav, who are in Moshe? That is our Moshe. Shalom Rashem, Shalom Rashem Lahem. That Hashem has told them, it's you as B'nai Yisrael, take out these sons of Israel, Me'eretz Mitzrayim, from the land of Egypt, Al-Tzivaysom, with their legions, meaning with their armies, with all their families. Who are in the Moshe's? Rashi, Eilish, Huskid, Lomailo. Those that are mentioned above. Sheol, the Yecheved La'amram, that Yecheved gave birth to Amram. That is who are in the Moshe. That is our Moshe. Zakhtarashi, Yesh Mekoymiz, there are places Shemagdim Aaron Lamoshe. Some places he says Aaron before Moshe. Yesh Mekoymiz, Shemagdim Moshe Laaron. And some places that he says Moshe before Aaron. Loimar Lach to tell you Shishkul and Kecha that they're equal like one. I don't know why Rashi said it over here because we already had many times before uh, where he changed the round, but this is the first time Rashi says it over here. Alzi Vaisam with their legions of Rashi. Alzi Vaisam means like equivalent to Bitsi Vaisam. Uh, with their legion. In other words, cults involve the shiftayim, all their legion according to their tribes. Yesh al she'enei ela b'mokayim ois achaz. There is examples of al when it is used instead of one letter. For example, the al charbacha tivchia, you shall live by your sword. It's kemoy bicharbacha, which is the same as bicharbacha, which would just be by your sword, by your own sword, which would be just a base. Then we have amadatem al charbachem. You stood on your sword, al charbachem, which is the same as k'moy becharbachem. So al tzivaisam, it's like bit tzivaisam. Pesuk of Zayin, heimam dabrim al paroi melech mitzrayim. They are the ones who spoke to paroi, the king of Egypt. Lahitzes bnei Yisrael mitzrayim to let the children out of Egypt. Who Moshe ve'aron there Moshe ve'aron. What does it say again? Heim am dabrim. They are heim shenitztavu. They are the ones who were commanded. And they are the ones who fulfilled what they had been commanded to do. In other words, speak to Ari. They completed Haim, that's them. They are the one that spoke. They are the same that were commanded. In other words, they didn't uh, neglect their shlichas. As opposed to the other ones, these came, they all, they all uh, disappeared by the time they came to Paro before. Who Moshe Ba'arin? Again, it says, that's Moshe Ba'arin. They remained in their mission. And in the righteousness, mitchil of Hatzoy from the beginning to the end. Pasuk of Ches, Now it came to pass on the day that Hashem spoke to Moshe in the land of Egypt. This is connected to the pasuk that follows, where Hashem tells him to go ahead and take the Yidnar Mitzrayim.